Bokratov, we continue Parashat Vayeshev. Yesterday we went through Yosef's dreams and we kind of analyzed where his personality comes from or what, what's driving his personality. There is a good thing in all of his dreaming. And that's the fact that he's clearly very ambitious. You know? Yes. You don't dream of, of achieving status and power if you don't have... There, if there isn't any will or desire internally to achieve such things, right? I think he was so, also excited. He felt... He was, right, he, there was a little bit of, of uh, youthful excitement yeah, in the fact I'm that sure. he's getting so much respect from his father, and, oh, look, I'm going to be able to be a leader. He's the, he's, the youngest, he's the youngest of the brothers. And so what's interesting is he never realizes that it's actually, it's not going to be this... Uh, easygoing favoritism from his father that's going to make him fit that's for rulership. Very hard. But it's going to be the difficulties that he faces and the mistakes that he makes and all the struggles that he has that's going to actually prepare him for leadership, right? But it's like at this point in the story, he clearly does not know how to deal with people. Yes. He doesn't know how to interact or but speak that to people. Experience, those experiences are going to prepare him to become a leader. Yeah, exactly. But, but he'll learn how to interact with pe- other people, right? So while here, I think there's a fascinating contrast between when he tells his brothers that I was in the middle and you guys were all bowing down to me, while when he goes to Paro, and then Paro says, could you please interpret my dream? And he says, Elohim ya'ane echilom Paro. Echilom Paro. God can answer the, to the, as to the welfare of Paro. Meaning, he seems to recognize how to interact with people so that he's not coming off as arrogant. Yeah. And... And that seems to prepare him. The, right? He became humble because he went through all of those difficulties. Right, That's but it's a beautiful thing that the, the humbled man is the one who is most befit for leadership. Correct. Right? Correct. It seems to be one of the I themes. I think the path was made by Hashem to make sure that it becomes like that. Yeah. Vadai. Vadai. And we'll see in the second part, we'll see the God's hand, in, in, God's hand no in the story. I think there's a part of the story where, which we're about to read which is only there to point to the fact that God's that there was God's involvement here. Okay, so what al yashini? The brothers went to shepherd the sheep of their father in Shechem. Now Shechem. This is where they. <laughs> so where they already destroyed yes. the other people. They're not so welcome there. Yeah. So there is a midrash that talks about it. Shechem. Here, Shechem. Makom muhan lefuranut. It's a place that's ready for punishment. That's where the Shvatim destroyed or messed up. That's where the, they raped Dina. Shvatim is referring to selling Yosef. That's where they raped Dina. That's also where, if you look in Divrei Ayamim, apparently that's where the, the Malchut, the kingship of David, began to split. It's not a very good place in Jewish history. Bad things that happen. Yeah, exactly. You just named, I didn't realize. Yeah, these are bad things that happen all in Shechem. Yosef was sold here. Yosef was sold here. Shabbatim, Dinah got raped here. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Pasuk Tet Vav. Then a man finds, sorry, 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 I didn't, I skipped the Pasuk. Okay. So, Vayom Yitzel Yosef. Israel says Yosef. We were seeing the name Israel used a lot. Yes. I still don't know why. Okay, but Israel says to Yosef and he says, Hello, Your brothers are shepherding in Shechem. Let me send them to you. And he says, Okay, I'm here. 
Now remember what we said about the word hineni yes, in the past? Yes. It's, it's, many, many it's, it's a word that comes up in, the, in very, very specific and important circumstances. Yes. Like Abraham. Whenever he says, Abraham, Abraham, when he's about to do Akedat Yitzhak, and he says, Hineni, I'm here. Right? So it seems like Hineni is a word used when the person is answering a call of, of existential significance. Right? So he's, he's, so his Hineni to his father is a big deal. So here probably he's starting. His venture is starting. It's going to be sold. This is, that's. And Rashi points out that he's saying this Hineni knowing that his brothers hate him. And he knows that there's danger here. Okay. So it shows the commitment to his father's will. Okay. says, Go see how your brothers are doing and how the sheep are doing and bring back to me a word. Give me back, uh, give me back some intel. And he sent him from Hebron, which is fits because that's where we assumed Israel slash Yaakov is living at this time. And he gets to Shechem. Now Shechem is a couple of days journey away. It's going to be key to understanding the story to know that Shechem is a couple of days journey away. It's not. This isn't like oh, walk thirty it's minutes. Not, it's not from here. From to Hebron to Shechem, you're not to doing Kingsman that. Road. Yeah, you're not walking in thirty <laughs> minutes. It's a it's a long journey. Okay. And all of a sudden, he gets to Shechem. Yosef gets to Shechem, and a man finds him that he is lost is in a field. Is this man? And the man asks him, "What are you looking for?" I'm looking for my brothers. Tell me where they are shepherding. And the man said they've, they've gone from here because I heard, overheard them saying, let's go to Dotan. And Yosef went and he found person? them in Dotan. Now who is this guy? He knows his brothers. He very weird. Yeah, Rashi says, Ze Gabriel. It's Gabriel. an angel. It's an angel. Now, why would Rashi say that? Or why would the Midrash assume this is an angel? Because his journey started. This is, I think, this is the journey of his... Right. So, so this is, I think, the part of the, of the verse, or this is the part where of the story, is... where it shows you that God is enforcing, God wants things to play out the way they yes. did. Yes. Right. As Yosef later says, uh, God planned this all for good right? God wants things to play out In this way And the fact that Yosef goes To Shechem and he can't find his brothers But a man happens to be there Now How would the man have known his brothers specifically Where are these brothers exactly how, The chance that he overheard where they're going Why would he overhear that It's, too, it's, it's, a, very, it's a very odd thing yeah. And why Why should the Psukim even tell us that? So what? Okay, so just tell us that Yosef went to Shechem velo matzah otam ve'ayimisem bedotan. No, it shows, it shows clearly that it's Hashem. Right, it's trying to show that clearly there, that Hashem is yes, uh, involved here. That God and wants to things opinion, to work the Hineni there, it goes back to also Avram. It shows that this is a very important task. Okay? Yeah. It is starting. Yeah. It's the beginning. But I, that's what I think too. Let's see. Uh... Alright, next. So the man sees him and he says, uh, So he went and he finds him in Dotan. Then his brothers see him from far. But before he gets them, they planned, they planned their devious ways to kill him. Wow. 
said one man to his brother, the man who is the owner of dreams, this one, in a very condescending way, he has come. Now, they're clearly still worked up from the dreams. Imagine, this is why I always think, imagine Yosef would have gone and he would not have found them in Shechem. So then he goes back home. And then a month later, or three weeks later, they come back. There's a good chance none of this ever transpires. Because they're not upset anymore. They kind of get over it. It passed. passed. So the fact that he found them in Dotan, right after it seems he told them the dream. Because if it wasn't right after, why would they mention these dreams, right? So right after he tells them the dreams and he works them up. They're still still heated. still heated, right? He finds them in Dotan. Which means if this man, random man, Gabriel, as she calls him, angel of God, did not direct Yosef towards the brothers, very good chance he comes back home, they come back home, it all cools off and nothing ever happens. That shows even more that this so, is... So this is a, it shows even more that the angel was, was sent by God, or the man was sent by God to put Yosef in the, in the proper direction. Now what does that say? It says that, you know, Yosef suffers a lot after this. Right? He suffers so much and he's starting off in the house of Potiphar in jail. Getting just, just sold. They throw him in that. Just getting thrown in the pit and then it, having there the was process. No water. There was no water. There were animals. There, right. that there was, there was Rashid, there's a, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there is a serpents. There is a, all these yeah. kind of animals. Just, throw, just throwing him in the pit and then just the process of being sold as human uh, thing. Several in, times. Several times from Ishmaelim to Midianim and then to Egypt. That alone is a very stressful thing. And then he gets thrown into some person's house. He works his way up as and a, he gets thrown into jail. Don't forget, as a young man who's been pampered by the father, Yeah, exactly. Like there is no other. Incredible. Incredible. Just got even a, a new special coat and everything. And I always think of, um, I always think of the, your generation. You guys all like somehow showed up, left Iran, left your families, no cell phones, no nothing, no access to to any, any way of easy communication. And you just came 16, 17, 18 years old to countries that you didn't know the language and just randomly and started businesses as if that's not a scary proposition on yes, its own. It I think, imagine the new generation who's been brought up in Great Neck <laughs> and has all of the luxuries and already benefited from the hard work. Imagine they have to do, imagine they have to go to Israel without knowing Hebrew, with no family, with no cell phone and, start and go over. try to make money there. It's a, it's it's very difficult. Yes. So that's that's like Yosef is like the great neck kid, you know. And that analogy. this is the great, exactly. But he's not going to Israel. He's not going to Israel. He's going to Uganda. He's going to be a slave. He's going to be a worker. He's going to yeah. be in prison. Now what that tells you is that Bore Olam is organizing so that Yosef has to suffer. Yes. It's a beautiful he's lesson. Preparing. It's a beautiful opinion, lesson in the difficulties that we for experience him to in life. understand to have a certain yeah. You know, he was going to be the one who's going to give food to everyone, to right. the whole world. So he had to have a certain But if you look, if you look internally also, it's a beautiful lesson for us. Where sometimes it is God's plan for us to suffer a little yes. bit. Yes. You know, yes. sometimes our, our suffering is from God and we should accept it and appreciate it as and it from builds, God. It builds our character. And it builds our character and it gives us the really. tools that we need. You know, will we always be? Will it always be clear? Will we ever have a rags to riches story? No, but the suffering very often is from God because we need it. Yes, it's a very, very 
meaningful approach to suffering, but it's something we learn from Yosef, from this random we guy see, who's directing. We Yosef. see also all of the fathers; they all went through suffering. Why Yaakov didn't go to suffering? Yeah. Twenty years he was mourning for, or then going to Lavan. All of this, each of them, they had a suffering. There was no nothing was came for easy. Yeah, pasuk. And then they said, now let's go and kill him. We'll send him, throw him in one of the pits. We'll say an, an animal ate him. And then we'll see what happens of his dreams. Right? So they're trying to sabotage their dreams. Really, they're very upset. Yeah, it's the irony. Man plans, God laughs. So they're trying to sabotage their dreams. This and they're, is the, this is, the, this this is, this is what the, causes the dreams yeah. to come true. Yeah. Reuven heard, and to his credit, he does save him. Let's not kill him. He says, do not spill his blood. Let's throw him into this pit that's in the desert. So that, and don't put your hand on him, don't touch him. And his intention was to save Yosef from his brothers to return him to the father. As we know, Reuven has this complex of wanting to prove himself. It's one of probably yes. the, the best way to describe Reuven is that he's the brother that's always trying to prove himself yes. and never succeeds in doing so. Okay? Yes. But this thing he does, it's good. I think it's to his credit that the brothers want to kill him. He says, don't kill him. Throw him into the pit. Let's not touch him. Now, what's Reuven's... He actually saved him. He was another angel of Hashem. Right. What's Reuven's intent here? Let him, say, why would he get your hands bloody? Let him die in this, in this pit. Now, from gonna, the language of... He was going to go back and take him out and then take him to his Yeah, now, from the language of Reuven, where is this pit? Because that's going to be extremely important in understanding the story, or in trying to understand the story. So listen to his language. He says, Reuven says to them, do not spill his blood. Send him to this pit that is in the desert. Oh, it's not even there. It's so, different... so it's a little bit vague. I'm not sure if it was there or not. Because you could read the, the Pasuk in two ways. He says, do not throw it. He says, throw him in this pit, Hazze, which, is, which is, typically is, something is near. Right, right there. But then he describes it as being Asher Bamidbar. That's in the desert. Now, if they are in the desert already... It makes sense. It's no, then, then, then it doesn't make sense. Because why is he saying, oh, throw okay. him in, the, in this pit that's in the desert they were already in the when they're already in the desert, right? But then if they're... Then why is, but if they're not in the desert, then why is he saying Hazeh as if it's right in front of him, the pit? So I'm not exactly sure, but it's not exactly clear where this pit was and how close it was to the place of where they're feeding their sheep. But I would say logically, it sounds like it's far. Yes. Because, because logically, they're the there sheep, the sheep wouldn't be to in feed the, the sheep. Yes. Exactly. They're not going to feed sheep in the desert. So if the pit is in the desert, then it must have been far from where they're feeding the sheep. Correct. It's going to be very important so, to understand because at some point the brothers are going to be sitting to eat. Yes. And then salesmen are going to come and they're going to pull Yosef out. And it's very vague from the Psukim how if the brothers saw these people, these Ishmaelim and Midianim, pull Yosef out or if they were there. And we're going to analyze that tomorrow, Bezer Hashem. But that's going to be, it's an interesting discussion to have. But we have it every year. But, you know, every year my mind changes on it. And I can never really get to... Yeah, I can never get to the bottom of it. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. Amen.